Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, relax. Let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today and the weekend. And because the new moon is on Monday and happening before I come on air, we are going to spend today talking about the new moon and what a potent new moon it will be or is shaping up to be. Um, so we have a lot to talk about, assume, assuming everybody wants to hear about what is transforming, what needs to change, what needs to be released, and all of that. So let's start with it. Um, today, the moon is sitting in the sign of Libra. And I was just thinking about Libra energy and how, you know, we move through these different time periods of the year, right? The zodiac signs, each one holding a certain energy and um, being promoted, that energy being promoted outward by the planets that are in it uh, or moving through it, as it were. And as the moon is moving through Libra, it reminds us about the connection we have to one another. This is so important because as we get into the new moon window, some of that may go out the window, right? There's some very potent energies going through this new moon coming up. Ones that might help us, <laughs> ones that might make us forget um, how closely connected we all are and the purpose for our being here together, you don't think that if it was all about you, that you would come to a planet with 7 billion people on it, do you, right? So the moon today and uh, through the, you know, the first part of the weekend, in fact, actually until uh, we get into Saturday morning at 1040 East West Coast time. So 140 p.m. tomorrow when the moon will move into Scorpio. So now while we have all of today and the early part of tomorrow, we can really examine what the moon's meaning is in our life through our relationships. Now, the relationships don't all have to be like spouses or or your children or mother, father. It can be, certainly. But look at the wide range of relationships that you have. You have relationships with coworkers. You have relationships with neighbors or with, um, you know, extended family, friends, people that you associate with through different groups or clubs, clubs or organizations, that type of thing. So examine those relationships that you have and calculate, if you can, what is the love quotient in those relationships? Because frankly, that's what this is all about, right? The emotional connection that we have, we could also use it as the word love, that we have with one another. So the moon today, as it moves through Libra, can also be the trigger point for all the planets over there in Aries, which are Chiron, Eris, and the North Node, destiny, where are we going? That help us pull out and see our own identity in and who we are in those relationships. Who do we want to be in those relationships? Because that is what the moon in Libra is all about. And it's interesting to have this, this energy popping up for us in the window of what will be a very, very powerful new moon on Monday, which also happens to be my granddaughter's 13th birthday, her birthday, November 13th turning 13 and has a new moon on her birthday. Wow. I was just amazed this morning as I'm thinking about that. I haven't even looked at the chart yet to see what that will all be. But it is interesting to note that this granddaughter has the same chart lined up as I do, even though I'm not a Scorpio, I'm a Gemini. So interesting stuff to think about this morning. And in fact, I was lying in bed at 5 a.m. because, you know, what else do you do at 5 a.m. if you're not sleeping? You just lay there and you think about charts. I do this in the mornings, by the way, or in the middle of the night when I wake up, I run charts through my head and uh, try to visualize what's going on in my own chart or in my kids or in, you know, sometimes even clients charts will come up and I'm working through those in my mind. And this morning, I couldn't help but think that this uh, energy that we are about to go through or that we may already be going through in our lives or have 
had going on in our lives for a while can all be smoothed out with a heavy dose of love, right? Love energy, love towards oneself, because the number one relationship that you have in this world is the one that you have with you. And if the one that you have with you is about judgment or about anger or frustration or I'm not good enough, then that translates through you to the people in your lives. Not because those people are bad people or that you're a bad person, but because our relationships stand in as reflections of what is going on within us. So when you have these loving, beautiful relationships with the people around you, that is a reflection of the loving, beautiful relationship in those places that you have inside of you. And then, and then, and then when you have issues with the people around you, it really isn't those people so much as it is what's going on within me that I'm seeing that or that I'm experiencing that. What am I meant to learn from that? Uh, what am I meant to transform in my life from that? So the moon in Libra today, even though it seems like it's a, a, a soft kind of loving, because, you know, we also have Venus in Libra now. <laughs> and Venus in Libra is also more affectionate generous, kind, loving. So you can kind of see that there's this there's this tendency in all of us right now to either uh, be blinded to how love is playing in our lives, forgetting to value our own placement in our relationships where it comes to love and affection, or we are creating problems with those we love in our lives, struggling to bring out more of that loving feeling. And it's represented also in the outer world around us, right? The outer world around us. All you have to do is look at the countries that are in a battle, in a, in a, in a war situation, and you see where there's an absence of love. So the moon in Libra is about bringing something in like love, like caring, like nurturing, to uh, fill in that gap of no love, right? Bringing more and more of that to the surface. So uh, yet that that is still filled with the, the struggle energy because right now, today, this moment, the moon in Libra is in an exact opposition to Chiron in Aries. So what we have is this interesting dichotomy, right? We have the moon, Venus, the south node, even all moving in Libra, uh, solidifying our relationships or helping us to see our value, our worth within those relationships and seeing what that reflects back to us. And then we have Chiron on the other side in Aries, which is a sign of the I am. So who am I? I am fill in the blanks, right? You can fill it in with a whole lot of different words, but any word that you fill in there, is it true, right? You got to watch what you're putting in there, right? I am depressed. We talk about this a lot, right? When people claim this, I am depressed, you're saying that that's who you are because that verb am is in the positive. It is in the moment, is in the now, right? I am fill in that blank. So what if we said, I am love in all situations, in all places today, I am love. That would be more close to the truth than anything else that you could put into that phrase or sentence. I am love. I am love. So if you get into a tangle with somebody or if you're beating yourself up for something, remember, you are love. And everything in our life that is not love or does not feel loving, is a call from your soul to bring more love to it, right? <clears throat> it's amazing, right? When you look at it like that, it's like all the world's problems could go away if we just remembered that in the heat of the moment. It's a call for more love because somebody's feeling marginalized. Somebody's feeling um, judged. Somebody's feeling harmed. Somebody's feeling not accepted, not tolerated, blah, blah, on and on. So it's always an opportunity for us when we have those challenges to bring more love to the plate, right? Bring it, bring it on. All right. <clears throat>
Let's say good morning to everybody that's hanging around this morning with me, Tom. Hello. And good morning to Pam Zaruba. And indeed, happy Veterans Day. Thank you for reminding me about that. I was um, with my grandkids yesterday driving <laughs> driving in Anacortes, and I went by the middle school there. And on the lawn of the middle school was the most beautiful display for Veterans Day that I've ever seen. And what it was were blow up pictures of the children's families, I'm assuming their fathers, their grandfathers, maybe their cousins, their uncles, whatever, their own dads who have served in the military. So the whole lawn was filled. They had these signs on these metal uh, braces and, you know, just pushed down into the lawn. It was amazing. It was an amazing thing to see, like hundreds of them on the lawn celebrating the veterans in our lives, right, for the, the care that they've brought to the country, to the defense of this country, to the support of freedom and the causes that we hold dear to our heart. It was pretty amazing. And it was so windy. <laughs> and we were looking at those going, oh my gosh, they're going to blow away. But they weren't. They were just going back and forth, swaying in the breeze. The breeze, it was windy. It was downright windy. Um, good morning, Pam. And I mean, I said good morning to Pam. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Teddy. And Requiem for a Tuesday. Hello, all. Have a, an awesome Friday, uh, she says. Joan Durchie, good morning. Um, Amanda J, it's good to have you joining us. Christine Buckingham, hello. Terry, hello. Peggy Doyle, good morning. And anybody else who is out there listening, good morning to you too, or people who will listen to this broadcast later. And 1111 on the East Coast right now, reminding us that every moment can be an open doorway. 1111, a portal, an energy opening for all of us, an energetic um, break in the sheath, the armor that opens up and allows more love in and for you to let more love out. That's how I choose to look at that. Jolie, good morning to you. It's great to have you with us too. So the main thrust of this morning's program is going to be about the new moon because it's a fascinating new moon. Oh my gosh, is it fascinating because there's so much uh, difficult energy built into the moon this time, this new moon. And I've heard a lot of rambling out there by other astrologers and all of uh, different people, just people in general talking about this particular new moon because it is, you know, frankly, quite energetic. But that's why it all, I wanted to remind you all first thing that the moon before she moves off into Scorpio is in Libra reminding us of the most important things, right, right now. To think if you want to bring something into that new moon with you, a new moon that does include struggle, no doubt, um, bring love, right? Bring the gift of loving yourself, loving others, wholly, completely, without reservation. And that goes a long way to, to overcoming some of the struggle that we are looking at in the next few days. Now, we're already in it, right? We're already in the struggle. So it's not like I think there's new struggle coming in. Um, you may be struggling with it individually in your own life. What are you struggling with or against? Typically, a struggle sets us up against something, like I'm struggling against the tide, right? I, I, I know I need to move in this direction, but I'm struggling against doing that. Or I might be struggling about, you know, defining who I am um, because that's where the sun has been, right? In our life purpose sector of your human design. But if we look at struggle as what comes before the dawn, right? What comes before we actually find our true path or our true heart in something, then it takes on a different meaning, right? It's the tool that the universe uses for transformation. That's all. That's all it is, right? It doesn't have any other, you know, meaning beyond the call from inside of you, from inside of each one of us to bring more love, to bring more of our truth to the world. That's all it is. All right. Now, today we begin the struggle. <laughs> we begin the struggle because Mars today is in an opposition to Uranus. Mars in the sign of Scorpio right now, very empowered. It's the sign that Mars co-rules with Pluto. So he has a lot of power, a lot of punch here in this sign. 
And because Uranus is in a sign that he's not particularly comfortable with, right? Taurus is not the best sign for Uranus because Uranus represents freedom and liberation. And Taurus is kind of a fixed sign, right? It likes to stay the course. It doesn't like change, right? It kind of, it, it, it resists change, right? So we have the classic example right now of resistance. And I'm sure some of you have always already heard me talk about this at times. In physics, it is that kind of resistance that creates change. We have to have it or we don't change, right? We don't change. <laughs> and we see that very clearly in the physics of, say, an ice cube, right? An ice cube in a solid state. And if we want to change that ice into water, what do we have to do? We have to apply heat. Heat is a struggle, right? The struggle between molecules now breaking free from the binding of the ice phase that it's in to get into the next phase, which is water. And then again, if we want that water to turn into steam, we have to inject more, you guessed it, heat or struggle so the molecules can get more excited and can become vapor, right? A change of state requires struggle. It requires, it's the physics of the dynamics of this planet. That's all, that's all it is, right? It's just the dynamics of the planet. So if we wanna undergo a change of state, we have to inject some energy, some heat, if you will, that then can create a struggle that can then lead to change, right? That's what's happening. So Mars, is the planet of action and aggression, desire, courage, forward motion, dynamism, right? And Uranus is the planet of innovation, of rebellion, of freedom, liberation. And so when these two planets are opposing one another as they are today and into the new moon, it doesn't go away in the next few days, um, they create a powerful tension, right? These two are creating this tension right? The heat that leads to the struggle that then leads to the change or the transformation. But it can also manifest in some weird ways on the planet here. It can manifest as accidents, right? We're not paying attention and we fall, right? So be careful, be aware, be in the now. It can um, manifest through conflicts, conflicts with the people around you, conflicts that we see in the outer world, right? Battles in the outer world. Um, but it can also create breakthroughs, Keep that word and put it in your pocket, breakthroughs, right? That's a great word as we go into the new moon. We'll talk about that in a minute. So remember, too, that Scorpio and Taurus are both fixed signs. Remember, Mars is in Scorpio, Uranus is in Taurus, and they resist change. And they cling to their thoughts, their values, their grievances, their beliefs, no matter what. In an opposition, then, we are challenged to change that. And it's difficult, right? It requires the heat of the universe, of the power of these transits or of these planets coming in to make this change. But it also challenges each one of us at the level of our security, our stability, our loyalty, our values, our self-worth, right? What is it that's the truth for us? Now, the way we may feel, might feel during this time, we might feel restless, impulsive, rebellious, contrarian. I love that word, contrarian. Um, and we may also be an impulsive to the point where we act on things. We act first, think later. We might act on things uh, without considering the consequences. So we've got to rein ourselves in a bit, right? Rather than you know, striking out and doing something without really thinking about what those consequences or being prepared for those consequences are. Instead, breathe and take your time to decide what it is that you're going to choose. What will I choose, right? I might choose the path of love and peace rather than anger and hate. That would be good, right? Um, we may also face during this time the the parts, the uh, external struggles, like the things that you can't really control. Like personally, can I really control what Israel does to Gaza? I can't. 
can I really control what happens at the level of a community or uh, the level of government or anything like that? Now, I can contribute, right? But I can't control, right? That's the thing. So external forces out there may, it may disrupt your plans. Things that you thought were going so smoothly may blow up on you. They change, right? Or be altered in some way. Um, and that might be in your relationships, that might be in your finances, it could be in your health, some way or another. It depends, of course, where these energies are in your own personal chart. It depends on that and then how those planets are set up for you during this period of time. Um, but all in all, this might force you, these external things may force you to change, to transform or adapt in new ways, right? <clears throat> Now, this can also be a really good awakener, this, this Mars opposing Uranus, a really great awakener of those talents and gifts that you have, that you are um, holding deep within you, right? That maybe you've been even resisting expressing to the world for whatever reason, right? Who knows why we don't express the things that we love. And during this time, we become, become inspired to share those things, to pursue our goals, to be more courageous in the face of fear about how it might be um, greeted by other people in our lives. And that means that it, that's a call from your inner self to really live in the higher aspect of you, right? To really share who you are and what you love, your passions, your purpose. And that's being mirrored to us all as this weekend we move into the sun, moves out of the gate one where we've been struggling to find purpose and all of that and moves into breakthrough energy. I told you to put that word in your pocket, right? Breakthrough energy. So oh, starting on the uh, 12th, the sun will be fully in the gate 43, which sits on the Ajna. It's called the gate of insight. It is also called the gate of breakthrough of genius. Right. So here, Mars opposing Uranus, going back to that aspect pattern that we're talking about, can be about stimulating your personal genius. And then the next week gives you the opportunity to bring it out and express it with the energy of the new moon. It's kind of interesting to see how all these things kind of build on one another, isn't it? All right. So Mars in Scorpio opposing Uranus and Taurus is activated even during the new moon. So here we are today at the 10th. It becomes exact today, but they are outer planets. Well, Mars is not outer. It's really an inner planet, but he moves slow enough that he is still activated at the new moon. So let's talk about the new moon, shall we? The new moon is a scorpionic moon, meaning the moon in Scorpio is not happy. She's in her fall in Scorpio. She's in her fall in Scorpio because she's moody already. And then you put her in a sign of deep moods, deep provocation, deep working through and processing the underbelly of things, the, the darkness in things. And she's not happy there. Right? She's just not that happy there. So we're already feeling uh, like there's stuff coming up and it's the stuff likely that we don't necessarily want to deal with, right? We might be dealing with those parts of our personality that suck, right? Or the parts of our lives that we just don't get, right? I know people right now struggling with things mightily in their lives, whether that's in their relationships, whether that's in their health, whether that's in their finances, and that struggle continues until we find the path of transformation. So we have this opportunity for those not so pleasant feelings being generated by the moon's entry into Scorpio later tomorrow and then in the new moon to transform, to let go, to trust, to surrender, to release, right? That is the big news there. Um, and this new moon occurs on the 13th of November, 428 a.m. on the East Coast, 128 a.m. for us here on the West Coast. And if you are in the universal time zone, uh, basically Europe and further, uh, it is 928 a.m. 
on the 13th. So it is an, a morning new moon, right? So be prepared this weekend to, to determine what it is you want to transform. What do I really want to change? Now, here's a picture of this new moon. And I drew it in. And um, what, let me get grab a pen here. The first thing that jumps out here is the new moon. The new moon is when the sun and the moon are in a conjunction. And here they are in a conjunction at 20 degrees, 44 minutes of Scorpio. And then we have Mars sitting here just two degrees out at 22 degrees. And then we have the goddess Ceres sitting here at 24 degrees. And if you follow the red lines across, whoops, I got to turn it this way. There we go. Now we see here is Uranus. He's sitting at 21 degrees of Taurus. And so it forms this very powerful opposition. But then I noticed something else. There's a kite here. And I outlined the kite here in dark green so that you would see it is made up of the midheaven of this chart, which is in Cancer, the moon's domicile, the moon's home, empowering us to nurture, to care, to be in compassion and empathy with our fellow human beings. And that's connected in a very positive way to Uranus. And then Uranus very much positively affected by Neptune over here at 25 degrees, but still within orb, still within close proximity, close enough proximity that we see this kite forming. And then what we have is Neptune and the midheaven and the sun, moon, Mars series all in a trine, right? A trine. And remember when we talked about aspects last week or earlier this week, was it? The trines are a smooth flow of energy, as are the two sextiles. So we have the trines here between the midheaven and the new moon area and between Neptune. The sextiles are from Neptune to Uranus and Uranus to the midheaven. And then that the trines going across here and joining it all together in a configuration known as a kite. And when I looked at this kite this morning, I thought, you know, for all the people out there talking about how dreadful this new moon is or how the potential for conflict and all this is there, it was kind of deafening, actually, if you look out there at the preponderance of what people are saying. This kite goes a long way to making that smooth out because a kite represents success, right? Success. When we work through the issues personally that we have, we add peace and love to the whole energy field. So by working through our own problems, and it appears here, this new moon gives us that very opportunity that we can impact the world in very big ways, right? Little small changes within each one of us impacts the world in a big way, right? So yay, though, there's struggle in the new moon, and we have a very powerful Mars-Uranus opposition still within a degree of one another. They're exact today, but they're still within a degree of one another at the new moon, very much a part of this. That is creating the heat, right? They're creating the heat that is going to lead us to the changes that we want to make personally, societally, culturally, earthly universally, right? We got to change at that level. So um, the kite also holds the opposition point, right? Remember, if you have a kite uh, and, and you're flying a kite, you have these crossbars, right? The one that runs from the top to the bottom and the one that runs from arm to arm for stability. So the opposition here and the cross arm here create the stability for us to the part that allows you to keep your feet on the ground while flying the kite. Life imitating art or art imitating life, whichever way that goes. So to me, it looks like, yes, we have some conflict and the potential for, you know, this dynamic energy that can get carried away in some places and some people. But we also have, on the other hand, this uh, very powerful opportunity to transform uh, those things that have really been nagging at us, right? Nagging at us. There is the potential here. So courage, right? Mars conferring courage in this new moon, the courage to step outside of those stuck places, 
the courage to move forward, even though you might have shame or guilt or some kind of uh, forgiveness, need for forgiveness. And initiative, Mars provides initiative to, to do something, not to stay stuck anymore, to move forward, right? To take that next step, but in a planned way, let's say. Let's just say we have to do it in a very composed sort of way, right? Not willy-nilly, not in a reaction to something or someone, but in a very uh, responsive way. There's the word. Okay. Now, let's look at the new moon, Mars series, all opposing Uranus. So this brings all of us a powerful surge of emotional energy, intuition, right? Very powerful prophetic almost even energy that's potentially there for all of us and as well we have the chance to heal ourselves at our very cores right at the very depths of who we are but this new moon also faces the challenge of uranus on the other side the planet of sudden changes of inspiration of rebellion of, of sometimes that contrarian nature and that is literally what's creating the tension or the potential for change um, it's also an element of unpredictability, right? We don't know exactly how will this play out? How is this going to happen? Uranus wants us to break free from all the old stuff, right? All the old dirt, all the old ickies. Um, and Scorpio wants us to go deep and to uncover the hidden depths. So we have to play to both. We have to be able to play to both. We may feel torn though uh, between two impulses, right? The impulse to go deep and to process through. And on the other hand, just to say, forget it, I'm done with this and go on, right? The impulse of energy. And we may experience then those sudden shocks or those surprises, positive ones too, right? I, I am totally into Uranus uh, surprising shocks that are very positive. But we also have Mars and Ceres the goddess, the mother goddess, right? Both in Scorpio, also opposing Uranus. And we don't talk about Ceres all that often. So I, I really kind of wanted to talk to her, talk to you about her this morning as well. Because Ceres is the asteroid of nurturing. Uh, she's actually not an asteroid anymore. She's a dwarf planet, much like Pluto. And we see how powerful Pluto is. So let's not demean Ceres by calling her an asteroid, which kind of suggests she's just a wandering body that periodically enters our universe. Nope, she is a bona fide dwarf planet at this point. She's actually bigger than Pluto, right, in size, right? So the mother energy of Ceres is bigger uh, than the energy of Pluto. I love that. Uh, but she's the energy of nurturing and fertility and motherhood. So we have this very distinctly feminine energy in amongst the very Martian uh, energy, the masculine Martian energy, right? So together, they are in a position of amplifying these Scorpio themes, uh, passion and power and transformation phoenix energy right this phoenix energy but they also provide us mars and and ceres together in this they provide us this uh increase of wanting to protect wanting to fight for what we believe in wanting to fight for those that are being wronged um or those that are threatened or the things that are challenged are in our values uh, in the world in ourselves and uh then it can trigger, Mars in particular here, can trigger anger, jealousy, violence, and all of that. So, so we still have this very strong energy that can take us into the darker expressions, but we don't have to go there. We have the mother goddess here. And what would a mother do in this case? If a mother walks into the room and her two kids are throwing things at each other or about to hurt one another, she's going to give some motherly advice. Quit it. Let's do something different. Let's share. Let's learn a new concept, right? So while we may still have to deal with conflicts or confrontations in the world or in our own lives that test us, we are resilient. Humans are resilient. And the resilience we have in this case is to act differently, 
right? To behave differently, to evolve in that moment. This is moment by moment evolution. We can evolve beyond those confrontations. Now, the best way for us to handle this kind of new moon, this highly charged energetic new moon, is to be flexible, be adaptable, go with this flow. Uh, embrace change as an opportunity to grow, to expand, to move beyond the old, right? Um, be honest with yourself, be honest with others, be authentic, be true to you. Um, avoid repressing or denying any of the emotions you might be feeling. Now, that doesn't mean you can barf them out all over the people in your lives. That is not what I mean. Um, but, you know, don't keep swallowing down the frustration or the anger. Do something with it, whether that's writing in a journal, whether that is exercise, whether that is meditation, whatever the, the way that you get to the crux of what this anger or frustration is all about, do that rather than spilling it outward onto the people in your life. And because Uranus is a sign that is or a, a planet that represents freedom and liberation, that's what we stand to gain, right? Letting ourselves free from these perceived chains that have bound us, right? Bound us up. And then there's breakthrough energy possible, breakthrough, breaking through the fear, the limitations that you've been experiencing into a new reality. It is, after all, a new moon. And a new moon is all about manifesting new, going on a new trip, right? Taking a new 28-day view of the world around you. So it's a powerful time that we're going into most definitely, most definitely. Um, let me see. Is there something else I wanted to bring up about this? Let's just talk about the new moon conjunct series. Because she's that at the, the dwarf planet of fertility of uh, motherhood, of nurturing, right? Nurturing. Um, she helps us in a way during this time to face those deepest fears that we have, the wounds that we have, right? Much like a mom kissing your boo-boo, right? Being there to hold you when you're crying because you've lost your first love, right? Mother energy is about caring and about helping you move through those wounds or those parts of yourself that are wounded. So the new moon being a fresh start, a chance to plant seeds for the future, and to let go of what no longer serves you, brings us into embracing our shadows, to reclaiming our power, our creative power. Did you forget that you're the creator of your own experience? Right? Sometimes those outside experiences aren't necessarily what you would choose, but you fully are in command of how you respond to any of the challenges that show up. And this is an invitation to nurture yourself and others appropriately, not smother mother, but mother in a way that is appropriate to heal your relationships and to create positive change in your life. That is the whole purpose of this new moon, even though it is a little bit crazy. Okay. Um, now, you know how I like to look at the moons and everything through different lenses. So I went to the Sabian symbols for the degree of the sun and the moon. The, the, a new moon is a time when the sun and moon are in a conjunction. They are holding hands. They are kissing one another, right? They are there together. And that means that the energies, even though they may express them, the sun more masculine and the moon more feminine, they are like opposite sides of the same coin during the new moon. And when they come together at a certain degree, any degree of the zodiac, there is an energy that is pervasive, right? Because every degree of the uh, zodiac wheel, 360 of them, each has a meaning, each degree. So the degree meaning for the new moon is this, obeying their conscience, a soldier resists orders. And I'm just going to read what I got from the Linda Hill Sabian symbols uh, and also from my uh, astrological mandala, uh, Dane Rudyard book. And here it is. 
This symbol shows someone whose conscience stops them from following a certain course of action, staying with a project or relationship when they'd rather leave, or someone not prepared to compromise their values to do something that society says they must do. You may find yourself in situations where what you are expected to do is against your inner values, your conscience, or how you see your future unfolding. You may have to make the difficult choice between allegiance to duty or your own inner truth. You may have to make our true freedom can only be found when one faces situations with a sense of integrity and preparedness to face the consequences, be they positive or negative. Personal morality, doing what one's conscience dictates longing for a return to a state of love and innocence, love that restrains, not following orders, going AWOL. Interesting happening just post Veterans Day, correct? And in the negative, this is cowardice or lack of courage to act, not doing what is expected or going over the top in a wild and crazy way, freezing and confining emotions or the exact opposite, which would be tantrums interesting, right? <laughs> Just interesting. Each degree, again, holds a symbolic energy about it. Now, does that mean that's an invitation to all the soldiers to go out there and do what they want to do? That is not the point, people. The point is this degree reminds us that some things are more important, that our personal integrity is not dictated to us by outside circumstance. It comes from within, right? Doing what's right, not what you're told to do necessarily. It's a choice we all make. And not to say that the choice a soldier has to make whether to kill someone or not uh, puts them in a bad light. It's just we have to be prepared to deal with the consequences of our choices. I think that's what this says. And where we can, we make choices in alignment with our values, with our, our sense of morality or our sense, not a dictated sense of morality given to us by religion or given to us by uh, some outside authority, but your own personal authority and taking action appropriately. So it's an interesting gate, or I mean, an interesting uh, symbol to be sure, especially in this day and age. Now, the new moon, sun and moon both, will be at the gate 43 in your human design. Now, that sits on the Ajna, the second center down, and it's a gate that points down toward the throat, right? So it has the potential for expression, for communicating, for uh, manifesting something in your life. And the gate 43 is called the gate of insight, and in the I Ching, it is called the gate of, uh, it's the energy of breakthrough. So it really kind of speaks to how an aha moment or an epiphany, or when we tap into our personal genius, that a breakthrough becomes possible, right? And that breakthrough allows us to move into the throat center to assimilate that energy and then to communicate that energy appropriately to the people in the world around us. And I say that appropriately because sometimes those breakthrough ideas, those breakthrough moments are out of time, meaning that they come ahead of their time. Like Da Vinci, right? See, drawing pictures of planes or helicopters in, in a time period where it was just not possible for man to fly, right? But it didn't matter, right? He had this vision of the future and all of us in some way hold the seed within us of our personal expression in the now toward the future. And the key is to share it with the right people in the right timing. And the right timing is usually with an invitation. That's the word we use in human design. But how I like to say it is in the right time, people will draw information out of you right? Or a situation will draw information out of you. That will be your key, your cue, that it's the right time to share, that it's the right time to bring up whatever it is that you're, you're uh, needing to share. And you might always preface your genius with, I have a brilliant idea. Do you want to hear about it? 
because that allows people to say, no, we're not interested or say, yeah, what is it? Like you get all their ears listening to you. So this is breakthrough energy. What are you wanting to break through? That's a great question to ask yourself. You've got a couple of days now before that new moon. What do you want to break through? And of course, every one of you has Scorpio somewhere in your chart. It may or may not have planets in there from your natal chart or from your birth. But when a planets are transiting through a sign, it brings up the issues around the house that it's in, in your life. Right? In my own life right now, Scorpio is in my fourth house, home, family, mother, right? building a foundation. I am dealing with all kinds of things around that in my life. You might have it in your second house of finances, money, earning power. So you may have to address your value, your worth. How worthy are you to receive the bounty of the universe? Maybe this is happening in your 11th house and you might have to look at the quality of the friends and people that you keep, right? The, the relationships in your life. So wherever you have Scorpio in your chart, that is the area of life where brilliance and insight can be applied so that transformation can occur, right? Where change can happen, where freedom, liberation can happen. Questions? Let me take a look. People are talking here and I'm not paying attention. JLo, hello. It's good to see you. Um, Tom, 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 Natasha, hello. I'm sorry, I'm going backwards so I can see. Um, <laughs> Tom, oh, now we're getting serious. Us. Uh, can we call her dwarf? Isn't the PC term Lil Planet? We could call her Lil Planet. Uh, I am really irritated with the Astronomical Society for even bringing up the issue that Pluto would be a dwarf or that Ceres would be a dwarf or that Eris would be a dwarf. It's just a, so annoying that we have to classify and categorize. Just say planet, right? It's a it's a planet. It's a body that is impacting us. Um, <laughs> Mom walking into the room of chaos would take off her flip flop and holler. <laughs> I love it, Tom. Okay, uh, Christine, natal Scorpio moon and Cancer series. You got this as an army veteran love that totally we were taught we did not have to take on an illegal order wow that's amazing uh pam zaruba natal series 16 balsamic moon 17 sun 22 and scorpio should i hide under a rock no not at all because i'm guessing that you are in some way personifying transformation and being holding that up holding yourself up perhaps as a shining example to others in your family in your world around you of what transformation's power is in life taking care being true to oneself transforming like the phoenix right rebirth rebirthing damn it janet it's a planet <laughs> So amazing that my name rhymes with planet, isn't it? All right. Uh, so I hope that helps um, in that respect. Um, so any other questions, go ahead and put those down there. I would be happy to answer them. Now let's look at the new moon aspects, shall we? Let's see what time is it. I got a few minutes here. So because individually, they also bring up different triggers and so forth. For example, the new moon itself, the moon conjunct Mars. And this is the energy that for motivation, <laughs> And the initiative to work hard, to achieve your goals, whatever they may be, professional or personal, um, it gives us courage. This is real courage. This is emotional fortitude, right? It is assertiveness, perhaps. It is the ability to express our passion, to live our lives out loud, right? To be out loud. And it favors things like competitions or any place that we want to move forward, this is a great energy for that moving forward. But if you don't have a constructive outlet for all of this energy, then it can turn into anger or frustration or upset, right? And it can make us then restless or, you know, angry, impulsive, totally losing our patience and that type of thing. Uh, so we want to be very careful with this energy. We want to be able to outlet the steam, right? If I'm boiling something on the stove and it comes to that boil, if I keep that lid on tight, it's just going to keep overflowing. So we have to have a little vent, right? A little bit of crack there 
a little crack in the um, lid on the pot. <laughs> so that's steam. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sometimes the way I say things. Um, so that the steam can release, right? The pressure is released. And then the new moon, the moon itself, also in an opposition to Uranus, has that unpredictability about it. And um, th this is... The new moon is technically a challenging phase of the moon, right? We embrace it, at least in our minds, we embrace this idea of change or we embrace this idea of making a fresh start or doing something new. We embrace it in our heads, but do we embrace it in the physical realm? Do we actually take steps to, to do something about it? the ideas that we have or about the aha moments that come to us, do we act? Mars gives us that act ability. The new moon opens the gateway to something new. Uranus can bring the, the finally, you know, tossing off the chains, right, that have held us back in the past. So I feel like this is a moon that has a whole lot of potential to express, to see us all moving forward in some way, fearlessly, right? Fearlessly. Now, again, Mars opposite Uranus, always a big problem because these two are high energy. And it's where uh, we, we may feel like asserting our independence, moving more fully toward our desires, um, maybe even more selfish in a way, or more aggressively moving toward that which we want. Um, so we have to moderate our actions, right? While I know we need to take action in order to transform, throwing out the baby with the bathwater isn't the kind of transformation I'm talking about here, right? You don't have to throw over your whole life in order to make this new moon work for you or to make this Mars opposing Uranus work for you, okay? But we do have to risk sometimes. We do have to step outside of those lines. We have to put our toe in the water if we want to sample whether or not we want to go swimming in it. We have to, in some way, rise above the fears and test those new waters. We also need to have patience and be flexible. Right? This is a huge balancing act. I mean, the thing is, we don't want to stir up trouble in our lives by, you know, our rash actions. Um, we don't want to cause chaos. We don't want anything that's difficult to undo. So we have to be measured in everything that we do, right? So anyway, it'll be an interesting moon for sure. All right, let's pull a few cards, shall we? First of all, let's see. Uh, good morning, Linny. It's good to see you. J-Lo says she has Scorpio in the sixth with her evolution two and Uranus zero. Uranus is at zero Scorpio. Is that what you're saying? Or zero Taurus? Um, and I'm not sure. Evolution must be at gate two, and that's a Gene Keys word. Um, again, to me, that looks like... Um, something to do with your work or with healing perhaps or sixth house in the chart is about healing health healing service work your environment that you're in so are you taking care of your health are you making sure that you are maintaining healthy boundaries etc all those things are super important to remind yourself of jlo and uh tom oh my god let's do some cards Okay, let's see. What kind of cards do I think I need to pull? I'm going to pull a Mayan one. I think we need some Mayan wisdom. By the way, look what I got yesterday. The Energy Almanac for, or Almanac for 2024. I actually, I give these out as Christmas presents. So if you're in my family, don't pay attention to me right now. Uh, and then I will have probably 10 extra that I will be willing to sell. And it's beautiful. Look at this. Oh, hey, you'll recognize this. Uh, perhaps. Right? I'm a sponsor of the Energy Almanac as well as a writer in the Almanac. So get yours, right? Uh, okay. Uh, Mayan cards. The Mayans had 
a very galactic way of looking at the world, likely from their star friends, the possible Pleiadians, possible Syrians. And so I like to go to them when we need to see, whoa, you just kind of blew out there, didn't you? Um, when we need to see beyond our earthly realm, when we need to see the perspective from a, a higher place. And what I got was a, a number card and it's complex stability. And in the Mayan uh, way of calculating, a bar represented the number five. So we have five, 10, and the dots were in singles, one. So we have the number 12 here. The 12 about complex stability. So let's see what this might mean for us. Are the numbered cards before or after? Okay, so 12. It says, from the greater council at essence core, through the pulse of connectedness, stability pours. The qualities of this number, patterns that connect, stability and expansion, greater constellation, union of polarity. Whoa, that's a good one. Sacred light councils. 12 is the ray of complex stability, the foundation of self and the foundation of essence in union with the mystical truth of polarity. All things are interwoven in the dance of yin and yang. All parts make up a greater whole. Draw on the wisdom, strength, and stability you derive as a member of the greater council. No matter what your experience, there is a complex stability in the larger pattern that invites you to feel stable as you expand and evolve. Read that as, as you expand, evolve, change, transform, right? Uh, so no matter what your experience, there is a complex stability in the larger pattern. Living in a world of polarities, yet knowing that all parts are one in the unified whole, creates the underlying framework of connectedness. The hologram of polarity is simply the structure, the loom upon which worlds and realities are woven. Stability is a matter of perception. Find where you can openly flow and expand in the midst of seeming complexity. Utilize the relationships created by polarity to explore and expand any self-limiting construct. Hmm. Open your perceptions. Through you, the mysterious balance of the cosmos is fulfilled. Drawing number 12 alludes to your potential or actualized ability to gather and focalize sacred circles of light. Meditate. You will remember yourself sitting on many a sacred council circle in etheric temples. If you feel excited and charged by this recollection, draw on your remembrances to bring together a light circle to amplifying the potential of joyfully realizing the divine plan unfolding. Humanity is presently moving out of its cycle of sevenfold evolution into 12-fold solar evolution. Hmm. With the great sp solar spiral, the Earth is the fourth planet out from our sun, and our sun is the fourth sun out in the Alpha Omega galaxy. There are seven planets and seven suns. Thus, the Earth is at the epicenter of that pattern. The galaxy beyond our own has 12 suns with 12 planets. This greater galaxy will assimilate our present universe in accordance with divine timing as sevenfold evolution is completed. Drawing this number asks you to find stability in flow within this vast expansion and change. That's a mouthful. Complex stability. Hmm. So I've got to look into this whole, I've never heard of this whole idea of earth being the fourth of a, and in a seven, that our cycle is a sevenfold evolution into a 12 fold solar evolution. Gotta look that up and find out what more that might mean. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's pull an animal card too. That can, um, something's niggling at me here. I think we need a goddess instead. Okay, so the goddess deck. This is a deck, by the way, by Colette Baron Reed. And I love this deck. Nice balance to the lion. Let's do a goddess. Good morning, Irene. It's great to see you. Ooh, okay. And we get Bronwyn. Forgiveness. Great, great word for Scorpio energy. Bronwyn. Forgiveness. And she is card number 
seven, I do believe. That's such a stylized seven. Uh, I'll tell you here in a minute for sure. I'm pretty sure that's a seven. Yep. How interesting, right? We're talking about a sevenfold universe. Hmm. All right, Bronwyn. And she came out upright. And in this deck, an upright card is an empowerment message. And here's that message. Sometimes life invites us into conditions that challenge us to the core. As the Celtic goddess Bronwyn forgave those who caused her own death by a broken heart, she asks you to set yourself free from the seeds of resentment that will surely choke the life out of your dreams. We are wounded by others and weave stories about our hurts and losses that live on in our hearts and minds. We come to distrust the potential of love and connection. No matter what your story or when it began, forgiveness is the key to freedom here. Forgiveness allows for mending and repair, opening the heart to give and receive. If you need to forgive yourself or others, now is the time to do it. Keep your heart open and you can begin again. Only beauty, freedom, and treasures are found in the spirit of forgiveness. The goddess Bronwyn is here to support you. Bronwyn. Gotta love her headdress even. Okay. Well, it's been fun, hasn't it? Uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I will see you again on Monday morning. We'll be post new moon at that point. So it'll be interesting to see how everybody's weekends went. Wishing you all much love and peace and happy Veterans Day, honoring those who have served, who have given their lives even uh, in the service of the countries around the world. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom. Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.